Good evening, Patriots. And it's November 17th, Thursday in the year 2022. We're finishing this day on the West Coast, East Coast. You just skyrocketed into Friday, which is awesome. We'll be there right away. All right, so before we begin, you really want to make sure that you're taking good care of your wealth because we've got some lunatics running this world. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like psychopathic, crazy people that believe that when you turn on a money press and it prints all day long and it prints paper, it means there's, you have more wealth, those types of people. And I also believe that when they see your value in the 401k, they say, oh, that's a nice amount of savings somebody's done for me, and they find ways of stealing it. So don't let that happen. That's why we have Birch Gold. Patriots, we are living through a time when inflation is continuing to plague our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending of the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, by Black Friday, get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. Remember, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's it right there. Text BARDS to 989898. Get your free info kit and you will not be disappointed. Hey, just to begin, so I want to thank the Conley who's our mod here, who set up a separate channel just to cover for Duncan's time when Duncan is now with his father, taking care of him for a few days. Awesome job. But also a big thank you to Barge Nation because I know a lot of you just went to that channel. It's really hard to start a channel and have anybody show up. And you all did it, gave him some support, and that's awesome. And maybe that'll inspire Conley to keep going with his podcast. He does know where the beef is, I'm telling you right now. I think, you know, I told you the other day, at least in chat, you didn't hear it here, but I've nominated the Conley to be the new White House barbecue chef under a future president, and that's going to be good and because he's going to be working all the time, and he's going to be cooking all the time. And since I have, I think, I think that what we need for president to solve this thing I'll kind of give you the lay down. I'll, I'll take the job. That's good. I'll take president. Brad Cummings will be vice president. Duncan wants to be a press secretary, which I think that would be stellar. <laughs> the kilted Christian driving the media crazy, and he's going to force them to pray every day, he told me, which is great. We're going to have Conley out on the front lawn of the White House every day cooking up a storm, Texas-style barbecue. 
no question about it. And we're bringing in the beef from Texas, and then we're going to feature beef every month from a different state. We're going to have Taco Tuesdays with beef, just so I say it. And then like every Sunday, we're going to do as much possible meat cooking, frying we can possibly do. And we're going to encourage all of the vegans to come and visit the White House on those days for tours. So I think that's a good idea, too. So matter of fact, I think that's I think we're already onto a plan of recovering America. This is how you recover America. Like somebody asks you, like, how do we make America great again? And I think there's one answer we should just say, eat beef. If you want to watch a liberal literally lose their mind, try that one. Like, beef causes global warming. It's cow farts that are doing it. Like, yeah, I know. That's why we want more of it. Lots of beef. Beef is dinner. And that's all that's good. Patriots, you know, we've got to also have a little bit of humor in the craziness that's going on. Because there is a lot of it. And... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm going to read some headlines to you that just, I'm just shaking my head. We're going to get into some scriptures here in a minute, but I just, this is a great one. Literally breaking 911, Malaysia Airlines flight MH17 was shot down in 2014. We all remember that, I think, by a Russian-made missile fired from a field in eastern Ukraine, the Dutch court handling the trial of of the four uh, suspects in the downing of the plane said to Reuters. (laughs) So the Nazis shot down the plane and blamed it on the Russians. And of course the media took it, took it and run with it. This is from the Bradford files or Bradford file on uh, Twitter Maxine Waters, this is a, I'm reading from a tweet, just so in case somebody gets their panties in a wad. Maxine Waters, quite possibly the dumbest woman in Congress, though I can't disagree with that comment, will lead the congressional investigation into FTX scandal. You are guaranteed to learn a couple of things about FTX since Maxine Waters is going to take care of it. You are about ready to learn that they were actually not selling shares in cryptocurrency, but they were all buying sticks of butter. Secondly, that there is there was no crime, that they accidentally had a, a girlfriend-boyfriend dispute, and she just accidentally spent a little extra money in her depression. And in the process, $50 billion went walkabout, and they really aren't sure what happened. I mean, this is about the, this is about the end of any justice we have right there. Now, in some other news here, and this is interesting, and I'm noticing there's a lot of, this is all kind of it's in the last two weeks. People are waking up to a lot of these ridiculous theories that have been floating around. I mean, we've had, look, and, I, and I'm going to say honestly, we've all been kind of swept up at one point or another over the last three years with, with hope. I mean, we left 2020 November 4th, we just, we literally couldn't believe that we were watching the steal of the election as blatantly as it was done, and there wouldn't be immediate consequences. We just, and myself, I'm included in that, because I really did not believe it was possible that that was going to happen. I was, a, I was certain that there was going to be some sort of response to that open and blatant theft. There wasn't. And instead, we got the gifts of things like Joe Biden, more masks, more vaccines, and a destroyed economy. And 
the hand puppet wearing Maoist shirts meeting with Xi. I mean, that's that's kind of the sum of it. And apparently Obama and him having some hanky-panky because they were a little strange. And Obama was really trying to grab him a lot. So I don't know what that's about either. I don't really want to know. That's That's about enough to make me want to throw up in my mouth. But here's the latest and in this sort of exposing of the ridiculous. Um, well, let me back up. Miguel Afornia, if you know who he is, um, he was at Bards Fest. I, I really love the guy. He's a great man in Christ. He's been digging in hard into this fake Q group, and I don't even know how to call it, that made an alliance with each other. And they were working together on True Social to, to basically kill accounts or get them blocked that didn't agree with the Q narrative. And I, there's some prominent names in the Q movement that you would know. I'm not going to throw them out. I'm not going to dime them out too hard. But they were at the center of this. And they openly were um, blocking alternate views by fellow patriots so that they could keep that Q narrative going and control the focus of how things would be. When we start acting like the enemy, we become the enemy. It's just that simple. I mean, it's and it's really disgusting. Um, IET, and I'm going to tell you one of them because he made an open statement about it, so I don't even have to. I mean, that he openly admitted it on one of his texts. It's IET 17. I'm still shaking my head. I can't believe that was happening, and it is. And then here's yet another one tonight. This is from The Authority, and it was posted on uh, Plastic Girl Reporting, which is just a, by the way, Plastic Girl Reporting, I've told you before, if you want a great account to follow, Plastic Girl Reporting on Telegram is rock solid. And also, hey, kudos to the to the uh, Bars Nation folks, the Bards family room, Bards Nation family room, or Bards FM family room, that has got to be one of the most active and intelligent news and engagement areas on the entire web. And I mean this. I mean, there's such good posts up there and such good discussion. I was bragging about it the other night to a friend just about how wide a range of things there were being discussed and how open the discussions were and yet always coming back to faith. It's a model of how we all should be living. And I really mean that. I step in once in a while, you know, that just to see what's going on. I drop a couple posts. But, man, I'm telling you, if you are not following Bards FM Family Room on Telegram, and it, by the way, you do have to, I think the mods control the access because there's a challenge question. You need to answer the challenge question. Don't blow it off because that's how we prevent bots from getting in there, even though a few do filter in, and I blocked one the other day because they thought that spreading some sort of nonsense about, I don't know what it was, but (laughs) I was really tolerant until they posted a middle finger at me, and then I went, okay, that's it, goodbye. You're blocked. I don't care who you are. Not happening. Not here. So anyway, here's another one. Just This is just a heads up because I'm not a big fan of this anyway. I've told you this before. But this is uh, from the authority and the authority rights. And this is authority. I think it's coming from Truth Social, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, Q warned us about things like devolution. 
Devolution basically is saying that Q said, and then the and then the extension of that is no, it isn't. We never read the you never read the drops, and this is directed at Patel Patriot. How would you even know? So this goes on, and it says, and when you couldn't buy we the media apparently for cash, you started Badlands Media the new profit vehicles where you redirect everyone to Rumble and Substack. You absorbed the confused, gave them a Q alternative, and on have been watching you for some time. You aren't, we aren't stupid. The Q post that they're referring to is Q post 1343. They attempted to infiltrate, repackage, rebrand at their own profit, at, uh, as their own profit vehicle, destroy through misinformation, absorb the confused, reroute traffic to other platforms. Interesting. Um, that's been happening in these groups that have been aligning together and trying to game information. And sadly, and I, and I really mean this, I'm, I'm disgusted by the fact that Patriots, what we thought were Patriots have been playing this game. And this is really just a, a indication of a moral bankruptcy that was there from the beginning. Essentially what happens when we deal with money and the uh, a potential for profit is what all that really does is it amplifies the immorality or bankrupted morality that already exists in your heart. What, as one person told me, and I've just kept this as a quote from them, it was great. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about Folks like this, this guy happened to be a shaman, but I think he had a really good perspective, and that's why I've held on to it. He was a friend of mine. And he, he said, you know, there's no greater piece of charged energy in the world than a dollar bill. And the way he described it is he said, if you imagine this, he said, we work and toil all day to have our spiritual and physical energy converted to a piece of paper that literally has no substantive value, yet we worship it as if it was a god. And I think that's really well said and something just to keep in mind um, as we are moving through this time right now and having to be very aware of the sorts of challenges that are before us because that is really, honestly, it's, it's everywhere. And because it's everywhere... It's easily corrupted. Money is the great corrupter. There's absolutely no question about that. And when we don't honor that and respect it, it will get hold of us faster than we can possibly imagine. Twitter is having a meltdown, if you haven't heard. Um, they lock, a number of their buildings have been locked down because the left went through a... Um, <laughs> Elon Musk. You know, I don't like the guy, but I'm beginning to enjoy him. I mean, so be clear about that. I'm, I don't, basically, I don't trust Elon Musk because I just don't. But I sure do enjoy what he's doing inside Twitter. I've never seen a man so gleefully triggering thousands of people at once. And they are losing their gourd over this. Um, he is a master troller, I'm telling you. And so this today, apparently, this is a, a message on Twitter's San Francisco headquarters. And... These are the um, these are the employees at Twitter that are mad, and the buildings. Many of the buildings at Twitter have been locked out and locked down because 
after he went through the firing and and from the the interview I heard with him, he got very creative with the firing. He had an application created by one of his developers that could mimic voices to say, you're fired. And it had the face of Donald Trump. And so they sent this out to all the people so that they got it on their desktop and it said, you're fired. And it, many of them, many of them got the Donald Trump face and said that you're fired. So they are, <laughs> the guy's crazy. And he's just, he said, I'm just tired of whiners and, you know, woke crazies. They're destroying this company. So he's just like kicking them out. The thing is what's happening here, which is interesting. The left is finally learning the consequence, uh, learning about accountability. And you just, they're really upset about it. So this is why I wanted to read this. This is crazy. This is a, you know, buildings right above a door will also have these running digital banners. Let me see if I can read some of this stuff. Somebody got mad at Elon today and they put this on their building as if anybody cares. But this kind of gives you the flavor of what these triggered um, woke wokesters are like. Um, this is a baby, supreme parasite. He's calling Elon Musk these things. Um, pimple. Let's see if I can read all of them. Profiteer, dictators. Oh, uh, uh, ass kisser, lawless oligarch, uh, insecure colonizer, cruel hoarder, space Karen, mediocre man child, pressurized, privileged, petty racist, megalomaniac, worthless billionaire. <laughs> Bankruptcy baby, supreme parasite, petulant pimple. And we're back. So now it's in, it's in loop. So, um, wow. <laughs> wow, that hurt. That was painful. That, that's the best they had. Somebody spent a lot of creative time trying to, trying to do that. And that was filmed outside the building. So there was some wind sound on that. And then. This last piece, which I just thought this was awesome. It's a quote, but it comes from an unknown. I mean, whoever the author is is unknown. But I, I think this ha is very poignant for who we are. Sometimes the people you wanted as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the people you wanted as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter. I absolutely love that. We tend to hang on to things pretty heavily. And by the way, that's another good account of the real Kim Shady, uh, the real Kim Shady on Telegram, and really creative stuff that comes out of there. Um, so I, I just, I point this out because we do tend to cling on and we're gonna have to do that a lot right now. And it's, and that's part of this forgiving heart thing because if you don't, aren't able to recognize that not everybody's gonna walk with you on this whole walk in your life, and you're going to hang on to the angst and anger of something in the past, you're going to become that person that wants to put that digital billboard up and write stupid little things about Elon Musk, and that's going to be your life. You need to let go. And to let go, you have to forgive. And I know that that's often, we've done this so much, and I'm I'm not heading that way tonight, but I mean, we've done that so much because it's difficult for people to let go and, and or forgive in a time when we're seeing so much pain. I mean, and it's real. This pain is real, and I'm acknowledging that. 
And we've got people that are literally dying or being damaged and other people that are literally just continuing to walk off the cliff as we have a maniacal, crazy, tyrannical corporatocracy that's trying to enslave and wipe out a proportion of humanity. So that part of the fight is real. And the clarity in the fight is to not let the vengeance and the hatred suck into your heart that they want it to, but instead walk with that heart of forgiveness where you're constantly pushing stuff off into Father and letting him guide the justice and keep your eyes forward as they need to be in this fight. I want to dig in tonight to Ephesians 5, but I want to begin first and foremost with Jeremiah 9.3 and Jeremiah 9.6. I think they're apropos for what we just went over. Jeremiah 9.3, they bend their tongues like their bows, lies and not truth prevail in the land, for they proceed from evil to evil and they do not know me, declares the Lord. I just think that's that passage is so just spot on. And that is ultimately a reflection as well of the need for us to introduce them, the many, to the love in Jesus. Now, we can't force somebody to drink anymore. You can you literally, if you know cattle or horses or anything else, you can lead them to water and they'll look at you. If they don't want to drink, they're not going to drink. And you can't do you can't force anybody to accept Christ, and we know that. But at least if we are showing an effort, if we are walking an effort, not showing, but walking this effort of introducing them to the word, there's a point where everyone has to assume responsibility for their decisions. The left is having a hard time as they're learning through the experience, both internal and observers of Twitter, that there are consequences and accountability in life. They're learning that. They just witnessed FTX, which is literally trying to say, the CEO is literally trying to say, I, I didn't realize it got this bad. Who cares? You just wiped out $50 billion in wealth, and the ripple effects of this haven't even begun to be felt because it's rippling across the entire market. Now, at a certain level, and I talked about it the other night, something like that is orchestrated and planned, but at his level, when we start to look at this and see it through the optic of the leftist view, the woke business model, the woke politics, there's zero accountability. They just do what they want to do. And then when something blows up, they're like, oh, I mean, this is the same type of voter that's like moving from California to Austin, Texas. This is the same type of voter that consumes Portland, Oregon, and and the same type of people that live there that let Antifa turn their downtown into something less than a third world country. And then say, oh, well, you know, make Portland great again. Or Portland's weird and it's awesome. We like it this way. I mean, that's literally how they are. That's that's the sort of liberalist, progressive liberal mentality. And so much of that is deriving from the fact that they they don't even know the Lord. There's no reference point to God. They might some of them might claim it. I don't. Well, I'm sure they do because there's a bunch of Unitarian churches in Portland, which means they're open to everything under the sun. I'm surprised they don't allow open sex in the congregation, but who knows, that's probably coming too. But this is the sort of focus that is missing in our country is the center point on eyes on God and eyes on Jesus. And in knowing him, and it's not just eyes on, it's getting to know him in an intimate and personal way. And as we do, it's such an amazing and glorious walk. 
because God does have great humor. He has an amazing level of love and compassion and beyond anything that we can imagine. And we tend to be very quick at wanting to place judgment and even place wrath. And we're also very quick to wanting to see the harshness and the vengeance of justice come. God doesn't walk like that. But at the same time, there is a massive accountability to the Lord. Jeremiah 9, 6, your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. Again, these if you look at this in terms of social media or you look in terms of lifestyle of living and location, notice how, and we'll use the left in particular, they're a good case study here, what we're calling the left, this progressive liberal movement, they tend to congregate together. They create a dwelling space that is in the midst of deceit. They create a vertical stovepipe that we would call in terms of thinking, and it's a hive mind so that everybody's around the same thing. There's a repetition, repetition, repetition going on. And there's a reinforcement then of this sort of constant way that you're supposed to think, which is a is forcing you to comply, and if not, you face a consequence for your action. There's a piece here, if I can find it real quick, and it's, um, I'm looking for it. It's a piece by Kanye, and I, I don't know if I can find it. I'm going to see if I can dig this up, but um, if not, well, I'll just tell you about it. But there was a really powerful piece by Kanye where he was telling about the um, this event and how this affected him in his life. And here it is. So take a listen to this piece. This is good. This is by Kanye. And it fits into exactly what I was just saying. To say the fact that I wanted to vote on Trump was the thing that sent me to the hospital the most. Because Kim, my wife, would say, you know, that red hat is small dick energy. Uh, Scooter Braun would say, you know, that's going to mess up your career. Uh, Sakaya Sandifer would say, uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Uh, Harvey from TMZ would say, just take that hat off. Chris Jenner would say, hey, just take that hat off. So imagine being in an environment where someone as vocal as me is told by every single person around them that they can't say what they believe in and that I was a bad person if I believe something different than all the people in Hollywood. And if you go to the footage of where I'm on stage before I go to the hospital, I say, I would have voted on Trump. And it just felt good to say that after all of Hollywood told me that I couldn't say that. So there's a great example of building a house in the midst of deceit. And this is what ends up happening so much in our culture. And I think it's something we have to be very cognizant of ourselves. We have the calling to stand and speak truth, even if you are surrounded by those that don't want to hear it. I've said this before, and I truly believe this, is that we're in a place right now where I've heard people say, and, and I, it's more than I believe because I told you I had this conversation with Jesus, I don't know now, it's about three or four weeks ago, but it was literally said this way. There are many people that believe that they're alone, and what they're missing is they're not alone, and yet, and furthermore, that they are there because Father God has placed them there to build new communities of faith. 
Well, that means you're going to have to stand up in the midst of a crowd that wants to tell you how to think, and you're going to have to have the strength to speak truth within it. And that means fearlessness, and that means standing on the rock of faith. And it's definitely not something that's easy. And so we are now at a place where many of us are having across this great movement, both in and out of Bard's Nation, but the real movement, the real awakening movement, which is centered on the relationship with Father God and the relationship with Jesus. And those that's where this movement is. I mean, all this other stuff about the Great Awakening. I mean, the Great Awakening by the political side and the Great Reset are just like a hair's level apart, seriously. Because both of them kind of want the same thing. They just don't realize it yet. One wants America to be reestablished and restarted in industrialization, and the Great Reset wants everybody to do that but take a shot of mRNA and willfully be a slave. The Great Awakening side is like, well, I won't tell you to be a slave, but I'll convince you to be a slave that sort of thing. We're talking about an awakening at a spiritual level that's happening. This is God's movement, and it's that third path. And so in that third path, these words by Jeremiah are critical because we've got to really literally keep our eyes on truth and be able to speak in the midst of so many telling us we can't. Ephesians 5, we're going to begin right with 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love just as Christ Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed must not even be mentioned among you as it is proper among saints, and there must be no filthiness or foolish talk or vulgar joking which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. I'm, I'm going to have to repent tonight for some things that I did laughing today. <laughs> they had a music contest. I'll just give you my honest truth. Wait a minute. I'll find it and I'll play it for you. And you can decide whether this is one that requires me to. I probably need to. It is, there was a, um, (laughs) there was a transgender that was in, I believe it's Brazil. And um, this interesting person has decided they are, um, as a Brazilian deaf mute, mute trans who sings Whitney Houston, I will always love you. I'm just going to play it and we can all have empathy or whatever else you want to do. I'm going to try not to laugh. Brazilian deaf mute trans woman sings Whitney Houston. I will always love you. Okay, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) I'm definitely going to hell tonight. I swear it's not going to work. I'm already on my knees repenting. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, back to Ephesians. Oh, Lord, you know I'm going to be talking to you tonight about this one. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) Just so you know, the judges were crying. 
And I think this is like one of these things where they started to choke up because it was so painful. Their eyes started to water and they probably looked at their script and it probably said something like this. You, at this point, you will be in pain. Your eyes will be tearing up. You had better do something like pretend this is an emotional moment for you or we're going to eat your children. I think there was something like that. And then they suddenly became, oh, this is so beautiful. This effort is so amazing. And the audience just cheered. They all loved it. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody's dog, they said their dog howled. I don't blame them. Poor dog. Anyway, well, back to this uh, thing here. No vulgar joking. I swear, Lord, that wasn't vulgar joking. I was just trying to hold myself together as a very interesting moment. Which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no sexual, sexually immoral or impure or greedy person, which amounts to an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. See that no one deceives you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. As you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, do not participate in the uselessness or useless deeds of darkness, but instead even, even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things that they, that, which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed to light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So then be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine in which there is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit speaking to the, to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and father and subject yourselves to one another in the fear of Christ. There is so much in this. This is really, honestly, this is one of my favorite passages in Scripture. And I, this, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I that's just that one piece there. I just always love. But more than that, and there's so much instruction in this, and there's so much about living in this. And when we really are paying attention to what is being said here, it's telling us to seek and try to learn what the Lord likes. And wants, and then later it's telling us to understand what the will of the Lord is. So in, in just one passage, we go from learning, seeking to learn, and then complying to that learning. That's coming from an intimate relationship with the Lord. That's coming from the place of talking to Father God. And it's, it's getting to know him, not just know him in words or by name, but getting to know him intimately in that two-person, two that two-way relationship. God wants to walk with us, breathe with us, exist with us. And we need to open that door. And when we do, it's just absolutely profound 
the sorts of things that were shown and are shared. And it's not easy. And someone said this earlier, and I just want to comment on it because it was a beautiful statement. And I'm not going to point out who it was, but I just I think that this person's really special. And this it was posted out earlier that there's a lot of praying going on in their life, and they're having a hard time when they listen, whether it's themselves in their head or it's God. Well, let let me answer that in a because I did respond to, but I want to answer that this way. In the process of praying and we're talking to God and then we're hearing responses, there is a doubt that we immediately have because this society, this world tells us a couple of things. Number one, that we're not supposed to believe in the supernatural and two, that if God is talking to us that we're probably bipolar or crazy, both of which are two two fundamental lies. So the first step is we have to learn to trust in what we hear. And that's not easy because we're, we don't trust what we think because we're, we're so surrounded with noise. But here's kind of the core of the answer to the answer. And it's this. We know, what, we know a fundamental direction of right and wrong. And as we pray and if we think we hear a response and we're not sure whether it's God, and we, and we start following that response, we're going to know pretty quickly whether it's God or not. And if that response in our head is designed to harm or hurt or maim or steal or kill, then we know it's not God. But if that response is our heart speaking even, and our, let's just say that we're responding internally to ourselves to something that we're asking Father God, that's part of our own navigation system, and it's okay. Because there's no other way we're going to get to know God until we take a little bit of risk to know him. We can't always hole up and wait. We have to move. And we're not always going to make the right step, but we have to step first. There's this great thing that was shared. It was just a story. And it it was given in a sermon by Travis Graham in... uh, Thomas in Georgia. And it was this point that a guy says, Lord, you know, I want to win the lottery. So he prays every day and prays every day and prays every day. And nothing ever happens. And finally, in frustration, and he's broke and he's out of money and nothing's happening. And he's like, Lord, I prayed and prayed and prayed that I could win the lottery. And the Lord responds, Well, yeah, first you have to buy a ticket. Bam. Right there, right? Now, I'm not saying God's going to deliver the win to the lottery to you. I'm also saying he's not. We don't know. But if you aren't able to, if you aren't able to take the actions first and take the step off, you're never going to have an opportunity to meet him in that beautiful space. And it's an intimate living space. And it is a breathing, living relationship right there that when you step into it, it takes the word and it takes it to an entirely different dimension. And the word becomes the living word. It jumps off the page. It becomes a greater part of all of you and all of us. But we have to begin the walk. And when we do, And we take those risks. There's a lot of reward in risk. We might start down a path thinking we're going to do one thing. And the 
Lord will lead us in an entirely different direction. And those doors will open, but they're only going to open because we begin the walk. So don't be timid in this. Because there's so much right now, there's so much deceit and deception around us in this world. And there's a ton of it. And in this deceit and deception that's around this world, if we are going to start riding those waves of those, trying to figure out how we're going to get through this, and we're missing the fundamental words in Scripture that lead us to the Lord, you can't play both sides of that fence. Everything has to pivot back to that relationship. And this is, again, this, this simple Ephesians 5, which is 1 through 21. Very, very powerful, powerful passage to go through. And, and we tend to read 6, 10 to 18, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Like that's probably the most commonly referenced passage in the Bible, one of anyway, because it all has to do with the armor, obviously armor of God and standing up and all this stuff. And that's good, but there's some greater meat in other other verses. This is one of them. It really gets us into kind of the, the guidelines of life and walking in this time and place to remember truly our relationship of how that was built through the sacrifice of Christ. Sorts of things that we have to understand about the walk that we take the responsibilities that we have, and in within this, the unspoken of this is that words have the power of life and death. What we speak into the world is important, and we're accountable for it, and we're also accountable for what's in our thoughts. So just saying, for example, well, I'm not going to have sexual immorality in my speak, but you have sexual immorality in your thoughts, we're still accountable for it. It's not going away. That leads us to many different layers of things which we won't get into tonight. The world is woven around deception. The entire last two weeks since the red puddle and the fall of FTX and the the absolute implosion of FTX, the dead cat bounce on the Trump speech, the announcement today that they're going to implement digital passport vaccine IDs across for international travel, all these things that we're talking about, the great, great breaking news that they're going to give you an investigation to Hunter Biden's laptop as we roll our eyes and go, oh great, we've only been doing this one for four years, but no one's touched it. These sorts of things that are we, we like to write stories into them and we're deceiving ourselves. so don't. We like to write stories that are like, well, this has to happen because we have to wake up more people. There's a lot of normies out there. They need to be awoken. Sometimes we just need to rip the Band-Aid off and drop the truth before people because we need to walk in love and love is truth. So when we speak truth, we're extending love. And even though, but we have to remember that there is such a thing as tough love because tough love is truth. Okay. So don't write the stories that deceive yourself when you're walking in the fields of deception. Don't build your house in a place where 
deception is rampant. And when you do, speak truth and don't let those around you convince you that you can't do something, shouldn't do something, or shouldn't say something. Be bold. That's the fearlessness in this walk. And that's literally the awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, and Christ will empower you, and as you accept Christ, you will no longer have fear, because by definition, there is no fear in the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we come together. We're blessed, humbled, as we humble ourselves before you. And just reflecting tonight on a lot of the world that we're in, a crazy world, a world that's valuing things that we would never put value on, that many things that intentionally inverted or sinful to try to force a compliance in a will to create sexual immorality or creating a moral perversion that leaves us constantly at odds with the word. Father, forgive us for these walks that we make where we do stumble, fall, have transgressions or sin. But equally, in this time, we pray for the clarity to avoid the walk of deceptions that are all around us, to stay true to the word as we walk, to get to know you so powerfully and so deeply that 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 relationship is in itself so consuming and so fulfilling that there's never even a temptation that draws with near us. And we know that's true and possible as we get to know you deeply. So we pray tonight for that ability to open those doors, to walk through those doors that only you can open and to literally be in that place where we have such a living and loving relationship with you, that breathing relationship, that it's personal and we get to experience you in a way where the words themselves in scripture take a life greater than the words that are there. Guide us, Father, in this quest in this time. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is um, a pretty amazing time to be alive. Don't let it get too heavy. I think, if to be honest, the more that I've pressed in and the more that I find that most of this becomes pretty much a comedy show. There is intensity around us and know where those lines of intensity are and need to be, but also embrace the moments of laughter and joy because there's plenty of that too. Darkness can't settle on your heart when you have joy in your heart and love in your heart. And as heavy as the world may become, when we take a moment at times and we step away from the burdens that are being cast on us and instead take a step back and realize the gifts that God provides for us, even in the trials of experience, and enjoy the walk. There is nothing easy about some of this that we're going through. So I'm not belittling or minimizing the challenges that people are facing, whether it's financial, whether it's dealing with loss of family from the vax, whether it's dealing with tensions and separations because of political views. But as we walk that higher place and unburden our heart, we actually gain a lot of ability in a space to build healing because we cease to become part of the problem and instead allow Father God to work through there and become the healing solution. So keep your walk tight in Jesus. 
Embrace the Holy Spirit as it works through you. And don't let this world get too big because it wants to be bigger than it is. And we have dominion. That's the bottom line. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war, and it's a spiritual war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.
death.